Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, one of the things that I want to start off with tonight is a little bit of, let me see which, which mic can I use this one over here maybe? This mic is uh, Brother Stevie wants to come up and share a few words about what Cowboy Church has meant to him and where he's been in it. And uh, you can't wander too far with this, I don't think, Stevie. I know that's going to be hard for you, but you're going to be, you're going to be, I got you as much as I can right here, brother. So come on, stand on this side, all right? <laughs> come on. <laughs> Love you, brother. All right. It should be. Hold it yep. up. There we go. Anyway, I'll use it, though. Um, Cowboy Church, 2000, um, 19 years ago, the third church, Cowboy Church, was Cross Trails. We started with about 18 people in a little community center in Fairley on Wednesday night. <clears throat> and the First Baptist Church Commerce thought it was just going to break them down because we took members. But Brother Shannon Moreland had um, been praying about this about 10 years. God pooped on him for 10 years. And finally, uh, him and Greg Horn and a few of the band members and uh, the Luckets and, and uh, so one one Wednesday or two, one Wednesday uh, I had went to the cleaners in commerce and Yvette was in there. I said, what's up? You know, and she said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. And I said, well, yeah, what's going on? And she said, come tonight, Wednesday night at the, at the community center there in Fairley. Like I said, about 18 people. And we went from that to um, a little church there at Durham. And uh, I think one year we had, that was uh, 125. We went to, we busted out three walls, went to 275, and it got bigger. And this guy from somewhere around here gave us a circus tent. Mm -hmm. It held five, it held 498 chairs. <laughs> I know. Because we all, we sent them up every Sunday. We tried to keep them there, but you know, and uh, and, and I just, I got chill bumps right now in my head because, um, and let me just say, I, I was I was baptized at nine years old, and um, 42 years old, Cowboy Church showed me what this was. I didn't know nothing. I, you know, I went to church, you know, but, but Shannon Moreland, <clears throat> Greg Horn, and 500 people on Sunday. Well, I went on a little vacation and uh, was gone for a couple of weeks, and I got out. Off vacation. Somebody, <laughs> some of us know, yeah, cause laughing there. <laughs> off vacation, and um, some of us know what vacation is. Amen. <laughs> That's the best way I know how to put it. Amen. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but you know, 
Cowboy Church, it's just like they said. It's like what Charlie talks about. And Shannon used to say, come as you are. Come, come in your tennis shoes. Come just with your, with your drawers on. It don't matter. Come. God don't care. And, and, and that's how it was. And I remember when Charlie's talking about, you know, when they say here, we don't pass a plate. Well, like I said, we were the third church. And there was a man, there was a man there. It was real, real cool. It was all close. We all raised up together, you know. And so, uh, and, and he used to watch his, uh, his mom cry on Sunday mornings because they'd pass a plate by him and they, they didn't have no money put in it. And it hurt their feelings so bad. That was, Charlie, I'll tell you, that was one of the reasons they come up with mm -hmm. not to pass plate. Absolutely. Hurting people's, you know, is, and it, that's not what it's about. Yes, it does make a difference. But showing and telling in, 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 in people's hearts, I'd sit on the front row and watch Shannon Moreland catch his snot, catch he was, his heart was pouring out so much, crying. I mean, and, then, and, and that's what cowboy church, people that don't, can't go into other churches, don't feel right around other people, will come to cowboy church. Because the love, the hugs, the, the, the heart, it's just, that's why I told somebody, I said, you know, I said, he's standing right beside Shannon, Charlie is. My heart, his heart pours into mine like, like my first pastor poured into me mm. that, that, that taught me this book. I know about, I mean, I knew there was Ten Commandments, but I didn't know. But when I got off that, Lord, thank you, Jesus, that vacation that <laughs> taught me a lot, I, I give my testimony on a Sunday night. About 125, 150 people showed up to hear my testimony. I got through with my testimony 17 years ago. On the 14th of December, I asked Wendy to marry me. Amen. She didn't have a clue. Amen. Amen. And, and it was uh, Did she say yes? Grace. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, she's still here. Amen. <laughs> Woo. Amen. But that's that's Cowboy Church. She got saved at Cowboy Church. Amen. She had two children. And there wasn't church a whole lot. And she seen what he was doing with me, through me. And the good Lord worked on her, touched her life, touched her. She got saved. And she was going to move in with me. And I was turned into the sand pit. And, and, and y'all know, I mean, I, and I'm just, I'm not, I'm testimony, and, I, and I'm just come on, boy, church. It's all right. But, okay. and, it, and one of them few times, the audible voice, that's when you're so close, when you're, when you're, it's when you're crazy like I am, hollering, amen, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. I'm going to be crazy because I love the Lord. But he said, I cannot use you living together. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, right to me. I said, Yes, sir. I need my wife, Wendy Spade. 
Mm-hmm. That's when I and, and, and I and I asked, and we come together, and we've been together now for 17 years. Thank you, Jesus. But Cowboy Church, and to see 500 people in a tent, heat, cold, rain, serving a risen Savior through an old cowboy hat or old cap or, or, or sweats. It didn't matter. It was just a, it was a touch of God through one old cowboy. And it just, uh, and, and, you know, so when we, and then when Shannon left, as I say, everything kind of went here and there and, and back and forth. And so later on, some old boy, Greg, Greg called me and said, uh, when we got a boy come from Colorado up here, said we, uh, he said, you living over there. He said, them, po them folks a little different over there. He said, when he started Cowboy Church in Cooper, Texas. So me and three others started Crimson River. And, and it went from, we rode horses from one side of town, four, three miles outside of town to, to, to a, we moved out there to the big place and then they kind of got, got settled down to what they are now. But it's just, it's just amazing grace how God can pour his love out on, on, on just an old wretched boy outside. And, 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 and like I say, you know, it, I, I told Charlie, I said, you know, and I, I, talk, I talked to Greg the other night. And, you know, I, I, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things that always stick to my mind, as, you know, and Greg would always say, I can't walk out in that parking lot and I can't see me some 12 packs or 30 packs in the back of one of them old pickups I just don't feel like I'm doing my job because that's the ones we won't drag in we won't, that's, that's, that's how our love should pour out is, is, that, is those our us, us folks and to change our hearts our ways, our walk, our time not jump up and run around there once in a while I mean that's just uh that's just the Holy Spirit. That's just the Holy Ghost. I don't care what you say. And, 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 and he wants us different. He, he wants us different. Out in the world, outside, I want to be different. I was different for a long time, Lord. After that vacation, things got better. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord, here. But Cowboy Church 101, get you some. <laughs> I love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Whew, I thought we was going to have to get Mark's cowbell out after him there for a minute, you know. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. -a for y'all that don't know, we used to do tag team preaching. And when we did that tag team preaching, when the time was up for one of them, we'd hit that cowbell, you know, and everything. Ring that cowbell. Uh, <laughs> well, as far as Cowboy Church... Um, I think that's pretty good, uh, pretty good stuff right there. Uh, I, I want to tell you a little bit about, I'll make it as short because most of you know the story. Tell you a little bit about where we are here, how we got to here. I think that's important to know where we were. Um, for me, I started at Bull Creek and uh, sang in the band there. And, 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 and 
when Chan Peters came here for a while, and they've settled down over at Riding High, that's that's where they're going now. It, it's um, but when Chan was here for a couple of times, really touched my heart, and I'll tell you why. Because um, I was just starting to go to church. Angie and I were just seeing each other, just starting to go to church, and uh, played the guitar some. But Chan Peters invited me up on the Bull Creek stage to play with music with them. He didn't know me. He didn't know me. But uh, he invited me up just to play. I didn't even plug in for like a month, okay? I just played my guitar up there. I wasn't even plugged in, okay? But by golly, I was up there, all right? And then they had me do a song or two, and and uh, wasn't long after that. And, and Angie and I were looking for a place. I mean, we were both driving from the Quinlan area, uh, past Quinlan. We were actually over in Union Valley, or I was. And um, we'd drive all the way over to Lone Oak. We were looking for a place closer to Quinlan, and they said, well, we're starting one in Union Valley. Well, that's easy enough, you know. Thank you, Lord. And so uh, started there with Bob and Linda, which we knew from Bull Creek and a few others. And um, riding high, uh, we started that, in, uh, and um, I started the music there and did the music for five years. During that time, I, I laughed because even though I felt the call to, to preach and to pastor, uh, when we started this, I hadn't done seven or eight messages all right, I hadn't done hardly any at all, and uh, I'd do it when Bob was out, which was kind of like me, rarely ever, you know. He had to be on his deathbed to even be out, and, um, but I felt the call, and, and for two years, this place had been on my mind. I used to come here, you know, like many of you sitting in here, I used to come here, and, uh, and it was on my mind, and, and um, for two years, I never did pursue it. I never did pursue the, the call to pastoring. Um, but when Bob left, uh, riding high and, uh, they got their new pastor, uh, I felt God released me from, from riding high cowboy church. Uh, wh whatever that was, I don't know, but I felt released from there that there was something else to do. And, uh, kind of out of the blue, I called a guy and said, let's go look at the old horseman's club. Two weeks from the day we looked at it, we had a contract to buy the place, not, not lease it. I'm talking about buy it. Okay, we had a contract to buy it. We were holding services on Tuesday night, and we were on our way, you know, to do that. And so, uh, from that, we moved on, you know. And and uh, it's been the help of a lot of people. Greg Horn was my mentor when we first started, and still is today. If I need something, I call Greg Horn because he's as cowboy as it gets, right there, and a godly man. If y'all remember him, he he was a little short guy that preached during the revival one night. So, hmm, Wednesday night? No, it was no. That was here. It was one of the other nights. Yeah, but but uh, Greg Horn it was a help. The Baptist Association of Hunt County, because we're part of the Baptist Association. As I said Sunday, if it wasn't for them, many of the cowboy churches wouldn't be here. They've bought into that cowboy church movement. And, and other uh, Lono, uh, Bull Creek helped sponsors and other ones. That's why we're helping sponsor other churches. That's the way it works. So, so that's kind of where we're at here and where we've grown to. Um, the, in the next... Uh, uh, couple of weeks we're going to try to stretch it out to the first of the year all right if we can't we we can't we'll just have uh stevie's preaching night or something like that you know and if we can't if we can't stretch it out all right so um is there any uh, as we move forward let's let, let me just ask about the message um sunday are there are there any questions or comments you've got on the message on sunday or any questions you have for anything i said on sunday uh with with that Oh, you were teaching Sunday school. Okay, you'll have to go back and listen to it. 
nothing? Oh, I'm sorry, Leo. Yeah, good, good. Right, right. And this is going to be, and just so you know, uh, he's recording these, and they're going to be on Facebook as well, okay? They'll be on our website as well. It's Cowboy Church 101. So uh, let's, let's just kind of begin a little bit. Uh, you got your books, and we're going to go to them. I'm going to talk a little bit uh, in the beginning here about a couple of things that I didn't cover on Sunday, and then we'll be referring to your booklet as we go along. Um, just a couple of things, and, and uh, man, when I can remember back, uh, I can try to remember when we started, 2008, I believe, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 2007, 2008 is when we started riding high. And, and, and a lot of it was still new. They were growing and they were going, but, uh, but a lot of it was still new. So we went to many seminars. We went to many schools. Uh, we, we were still going through rough patches in the cowboy church movement. In other words, we were still go- getting off in some ditches and, and trying to straighten out, quote, unquote, what they call the model, okay, the church model. And, and we've, over the last um, 10 years, 12 years, it's, it's been it's been it's progressed it's it's moved along but it's remained cowboy okay for the most part and 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 this is a a model that what we're going to talk about is the model for a lot what we call the model that's a model for doing church the baptists have a model for doing church the methodists have a model for doing church if you see a biker church there's some biker churches and they have a model any church has a a, a way to do their whatever church works there for them so the model that we're going to talk about, the way that we do Cowboy Church, it works, okay? It works. Uh, as we talked about, um, uh, it's not for everybody. And, 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 and understand, we're going to talk about basic stuff the, the, of the model as we go along in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but it's also just, um, uh, it, it's going to, the application of that's going to vary with your congregation and as your congregation grows. The way we do church now and the way the things that I preach on now weren't necessarily the things that I preached on in the first five years, I'll just tell you. Because our church was, it was just a baby church with baby Christians. But I still try, and I think part of that model is to preach a simple message with the Word and that everybody can understand in relation to the cowboy culture or the Western culture. That, that, I hope, continues, right? That's going to change. My messages sometimes get a little deeper, but I still try to make them as simple as possible, and that's part of that model. And, and, and um, uh, it's, not a, it's not an anti-church model. It's not an anti-church service that, that we have, e- even though I know in the early years and still sometimes now uh, we have that, that, that uh, because most of us that began cowboy church uh i can't say looking around many not in here but a lot of us were saved in traditional churches right and many of the cowboy pastors came from traditional churches many of your elders came from traditional churches but uh but the uh uh, i guess the question is why did we need cowboy church why cowboy church and i think we talked about that a little bit sunday um existing church culture um there was some missing there there was the missing part there for some of us uh and and we didn't even know it to a certain degree 
We can get fired. I can get fired up about Cowboy Church now, all right? D- didn't, didn't know much about it in the beginning. Um, but the, the culture is, is uh, the existing church culture wasn't reaching the Western Heritage people. And so, um, you know, I, I, the, the quote, the, when we first got into it, I'm talking about, I'm going to look back for some figures I had here because at one point, cowboy churches in the beginning, uh, just to give you a figure, let me look right quick, just bear with me. Was on, the, the cowboy church only made up, I'm going to say, 10% of the churches in the Baptist Association, but at one point we were doing 30% of the baptisms. All right, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's touching people. Uh, the, the other part about uh, the cowboy church is that uh, people say, well, that's all we need is another church. That's all we need is something else, you know. Well, not everybody's saved, Okay. Not everybody is going to be saved in, in, in a traditional church. So there's another way to do that, and I don't care if it's a cowboy church, a biker church, or whatever church it is, as long as they're preaching the gospel and loving people it, 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 and following God's word, it's all right. It works for us. don't work for everybody, but it works for us. All right? Um, the buildings are a little different. The, the offerings are a little different. I have in my notes here that... Uh, uh, Mike Morrow up at, uh, in, in Tyler, they had whiskey barrels or whiskey kegs. And he said some people just went crazy over that. They were having relapses, right, because they had whiskey kegs for offering uh, uh, things, you know. And uh, he says, and my notes here say, my people nearly went into relapse. That's what he was saying, you know. The overall atmosphere is hats, coffee. Uh, <laughs> and it says here in these notes that, that he had, this is, I'm taking some of the notes that, that Mike had, he said, it's the only place where you can say amen and 50 people spit, okay? Uh, all right, that's gross, right? Uh, but that's, what, that's, that's truth, right? It, it's, uh, and, and, you know, uh, the, heart, the heart is the house of the Lord. Uh, you say, well, where do you wear, why do you wear your hats? Why do you allow spit cups in cowboy church why do you allow them to drink coffee i mean you go to traditional church can't even drink coffee and, and you know have a donut in the house of the lord the house of the lord the house of the lord is you it's what's inside of you this is just a building but the house of the lord his temple is in you and so um uh, part of what we want to talk about uh, of course is the non-judgmental approach we, we talked about that Here's the deal. Matthew 9 and 12, 9, 9 through 12 says, As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. Matthew 9, 9 through 12. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and the disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It's not the healthy who knew the doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Accept, but don't compromise. It's a non-judgmental approach. All right? Okay. Um, he had a deal here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over it. It says, What gives you the right to pastor a cowboy church? I think this is important because um, 
part of it was, what is my connection to the culture? Y'all don't have this in your notes, by the way, what I'm going through. We're fixing to get to that, all right? But I wanted to go through these preliminary stuff. And we might have not got to the booklets, but you got them. We, we'll get, we may get started on them tonight. But what, it says, what, is your, what gives you the right to pastor a cowboy church? And, and people say, well, how do you know God called you? I, I just know. Okay? I can't explain it. I just know. I mean, you know, how do you know you're saved? You know. You just know you're saved. Um, but what is your connection to the culture? And, and so before I become a pastor, uh, the, we had a, uh, I don't know, I, it was a, I thought it was a screening, okay? <laughs> That's what I thought it was, a screening. But they just like to kind of, they're not that it wasn't, okay? But going in, you know, I'm going before the American Fellowship of Cowboy Churches, and they want to talk to me, and they have like five different stations you got to go through, and each one of them is going to talk to you. And, and so uh, uh, I went through the first or second one. We, I mean, we talked about Scripture. We talked about sermons. We talked about, you know, my connection to the culture. And one of them, and he says, well, what connects you to the culture? What, you, you know, what do you do? I'm a union rep. He just kind of looked at me. I said, listen, I ain't no cowboy. And I don't pretend to be a cowboy. And I ain't going to put out something that I ain't. Have I been around horses a lot all my life? Absolutely. H have I rode a few horses? Absolutely. Do I like pinning and sorting? Yes, I do. Uh, but am I a working cowboy? Do I know all the lingo? No. But what I do is I surround myself and be around those that do. That's why I talk about the sale barn. That's why I talk about sorting. That's why I talk about bull riding. If I'm around those people, then I stay connected to the culture, okay? And, and, and what gives me the right to that as far as the cowboy church part is, is uh, God give me that right. And, and, you know, you always hear that cheesy saying that he doesn't call the equip. He equips the called. It's not so cheesy to me anymore because I was not equipped, okay? He had to equip me. And I laugh because some of the first sermons we did, I've gone back and listened to them, and I don't know how some of you are still here, okay? <laughs> all right? They were rough, all right? <laughs> but we made it through those, okay? So, so, um, so cowboy church, elimination of barriers to the cowboy culture. And, and I think you have that. It says, uh, we're going to go through a little bit. Barriers, that's the first one in your booklet, to reaching the cowboy church culture. First one is judgmental attitudes. We talked about that. But, uh, and whether they're intentional or unintentional, has, has anybody gone into a church and feel like every eye was on you when you walked in? Yeah. You don't have to raise your hand. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Some have even felt it here. But I think some of that is their own because there's not a judgmental approach here. And we, why? <laughs> Just look at us, right? We ain't going to judge. We ain't going to judge you because you, we don't want you to judge us, okay? <laughs> That's part of it, right? Come on, be real. Be real, right? Be real. Hey, but, but look, we got to remember, folks, y'all that have been coming to church, been in even cowboy church for years, we're looking for the lost and the unchurched. And sometimes that gets a little rough. It does get a little rough. All right? People are a little rough. Uh, uh, not that, the, not that we, we water down anything or we don't hold people accountable. But, but you know what? If we jump on somebody's butt the minute they enter the door and they don't act like they should, if we, are they ever going to come back? No. Amen. No. Sometimes we do need that, four, that two before cross the head, but sometimes you need a gentle approach. He says go to them in love. 
Right, don't raise your hand. I know, Ron, I know, right? <laughs> All right, physical barriers. You laugh, but fancy brick buildings, stained glass, steeples, red carpet, plush pews, Fancy clothes all say to the lost in the cowboy churcher, church, you got to clean up and get right first before you come to church. All right? While our traditional church brothers and sisters may have never intended for those things to be barriers, in fact, they just give their best to the Lord. These things can scream out to the lost and unchurched, you're not worthy to be here. Uh, I had to laugh at Marty O'Brien. He's going to Vegas and got some stuff up there with the bull riding and stuff there, and, and he... He, he told Christy, he said, we ain't got nothing but ranch clothes to go to Vegas in. She said, wash them. <laughs> and then they lost them in the airport, okay? They lost them at the airport. Then they, they lost their luggage, is what I understand, okay? So, but, but, but that's true. That's true, okay? And, and um, worship barriers, preaching there are several ways preaching can be a barrier to people in the culture link the message uh mine has expanded out to 30 minutes sometimes uh but uh, you know what uh, your rear end or only take <laughs> my preaching can only go on as long as your rear end can take is what i'm trying to say we don't have cushion chairs okay i understand i've sat there okay i know what it's like leo what you got yes sir Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, right, and I understand that. And as we grow, sometimes, I, and you know, if I'm, if I'm going, I'm going to expand. But because of that first unchurched person, okay, I kind of keep them in mind too. There's a medium we, we do here, okay? There's a reason why I don't go 45 minutes or an hour. It's not that I can't or don't want to. But I'm trying to reach that unchurched person. If, if the first time they come in here, we do 45 minutes first of music and then five minutes, ten minutes worth of announcements and another 45 minutes worth of preaching, we ain't never going to see them again. Okay? We ain't never going to see them again. That's right. That, uh, very good. Yvonne said just because some of us are on the meat doesn't mean some of them ain't on the milk. Okay? But... but uh, with that, again, I hope that I can preach a message that can reach those people. It's simple enough that they can understand it, and then those that are on that meat can get a big bite too, okay, and chew on it a little while. Because sometimes I'm subliminal. Well, is that how you say that? Subliminal? Sometimes <laughs> Glenn Cooksey says, man, you got to listen to you because sometimes you'll say something and just go right on. I said, I know. I want them to chew on it later on, okay? I know. Right? <laughs> Subliminal. How do you say that? Subliminal. Is that right? Okay. In other words, I'm saying something that I don't really know what I'm saying. Is that? No, it's something like that. Oh, come on. I'm just teasing you. Tone of message. Many in traditional churches or preachers focus on condemnation and judgment. While these are important to understand and need to be preached, lost folks need to hear about the grace, love, and victory in Jesus Christ. People, the lost also need to learn how to Apply that victory, apply that grace into, into everyday life. Not just towards yourself, but towards others. Okay? So, so right. But, but, you know, the other part of that is y'all hear me say all the time, there's a heaven and there's a hell. That ain't preached today in a lot of church. Get away. Be gone, devil. Fly. That ain't preached today a lot of times. Okay? 
It needs to be. That's right. And, it's, and, and, and people need to understand. Uh, there is nothing soft about Cowboy Church, and there ain't nothing soft about my messages. And that's just the way it is. Um, abstract messages exploring the intricacies. Hey, I got that one. Of God's Word can be a barrier. Many in Cowboy Church will be lost or new believers. Practical life application messages from God's Word. Delivered with culturally relevant an analogies and antidotes will benefit believers and non-believers alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lost in the sauce. I got to remember that one. <laughs> Lost in the sauce. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but, and, and, and believe me, it, it, I don't know about y'all, but for me, if I go to hear a sermon and that pastor goes to five different scripture, five different messages, I'm lost. I'm lost, right? I can't, I can't get a hold of it. But, they, but it happens, right? Now, if you're, what, I mean, maybe if you're light years ahead of me, you know, and you, you understand it better, and that, that it works for some people. I'm not, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying it don't work. It just don't work for me, okay? So I try to preach it in a manner. I'm taking these verses, and I don't tell you, you might not know a lot of things, but when you leave here after that sermon, you're going to know what them three or four verses or two verses or one verse means when you leave here, and you're going to know how to apply it to your life and what it means to you and what God was intending for us, okay? So we're going to get a little section. We're going to get a little bite, if you will, and we'll chew on it a while, okay? And, uh, and so um, let's hit... Um, Let's hit music, and then we'll save public displays of emotion for next week, okay? <laughs> uh, not affection, emotion, not PDA, PDE, okay? Y'all just don't get so excited out there, all right? Uh, music. Traditional church music can be a barrier. Most folks in a cowboy culture would not normally listen to the style of music that you find in traditional churches. Culturally relevant music cannot be only a hook that brings folks in, but it can be a very effective way to deliver God's message through music to these people. Um, and that is why we keep that. And as we get on, there's, we'll talk about the five C's in this and as we go. The five C's are, are, are biblically correct, Christ-centered, uh, culturally relevant, uh, cost-effective, and consensus. Okay, And we're going to talk about them later. But everything we do ought to be somewhat tied to the culture, okay? Now, if you're smart, you can make a bike ride tied to the culture, okay? they got to be in chaps and cowboy boots and cowboy hats, you know, all right? You can tie it to the culture some way, all right? If God moves you, well, I, God moved me to have a, a, what do you call them, bike shows or whatever where they ride around on bicycles, what, there's a, there's something, they're called something, y'all. Y'all are old enough to remember them where we used to get our bicycles and go to the schoolyard and they'd give you a award for your bike and what do they call them? Rodeo, bicycle rodeo, that's right, that bicycle rodeo. That's what they'd call them, bicycle rodeos. Y'all don't, nobody ever went to a bicycle rodeo? Oh, Lord, y'all, y'all, they, y'all, oh, my goodness. We used to get our bikes and dress them up and go uptown, they'd give you ribbons for your bicycle, okay? And not everybody would get a ribbon, but that's, Yes. But this is a family that goes to the same church. Yeah. 
I like the way you put that. That's good. He said, we've always had a church family, but this is a family that goes to the same church. Um, let, let's just, uh, that's a good place to stop because we might, uh, this public displays of emotion, we might talk about that a little bit next week, all right? It's good stuff. Um, so, all right. Uh, what about the first night, folks? You okay? Good? I hope I didn't bore you, all right? I uh, hope, hope, hope it doesn't. As we move along, uh, Glenn Sawyer, I'm going to put a knot on your head, and <laughs> he's up here going, no, I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> I, hope that, uh, I hope that you enjoyed it tonight. We're going to continue on next week. Um, uh, if people missed it, it's going to be on Facebook and on the website. So uh, we'll continue on. Any questions about tonight or comments about tonight? What, um, y'all want to leave them? Are you, if you didn't... Okay, that's fine. Just keep them. We'll make more. We'll make more if we need them. Y'all just keep them. Yeah, yeah, just keep them. Uh, because I, most everybody in here is the Wednesday night crowd anyway, so they'll be back. So just keep them. Uh, make notes in them. Uh, doodles, whatever you do, it'll be all right. A um, couple of things this weekend. Uh, not this weekend, but Dece- January 2nd, don't forget, is the shut-in for the kids. All right, December se- I mean, January 2nd, January 2nd. Um, Friday, what's, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the plan on the float? Does anybody know about getting it ready and everything? Anybody know? Okay. 5.30 downtown on John, Johnson, or, uh, what's the street? Jordan Street, Friday night at 5.30. Okay, on Jordan Street. You'll have to... All day Friday. If you got time Friday, come up here. They'll be working on the float on Friday, okay? Saturday morning's work day. We got a work day this week. Um, you can do. You can find something to do. Ladies got Bible study, and then after that, you know, we're gonna get to work. So we're gonna do something around here. We're gonna have a list. We'll just go tackle it. All right. Bring tools. Bring weed eaters. Bring saws. Whatever you want to bring. Bring what you got. Load your truck up. Come up here and we'll, uh, uh, we're going to work, all right? 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock. <laughs> That's right. We'll, uh, anything else? We got anything else? We'll get prayed out of here. Somebody pray us out, please. Come on.